Ahoy! You're listening to Diffuse Tap with Kenny Estes and Isla Krem. Today, we are joined by the CEO of Grip v. Gauri Balan and the chairman of the board, Tony Pettipis, talking about how the UAE crypto economy is structured, what important milestones in their crypto regulation are coming up, and why some consider the country a gray market for crypto. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, as always, I hope you met interesting folks. Some of you are new here, so you have no idea what's going on. It can be a bit confusing your first time, but just like ordering a venti at Starbucks, it gets easier the second time around. This is a weekly event. This is the 184th time we've done this. It's every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central. Um, we're going to ever so briefly talk about Diffuse Tap which is what I'm doing now. Uh, we're going to talk about the company putting on his <laughs> funds. And then we're going to do, oh no, we have the wrong slides up. And then I have the wrong slides. Uh, and then we're going to do a fireside chat with Mr. Gowrie Balan and uh, Tony Pettipis. And then we're going to do two more rounds of tap rooms, kind of similar to what you just experienced, because this is first and foremost a networking event. So we spent about 45 minutes of our hour together um, in small tap rooms of four or five or six folks. The audience is pretty much all alternative investors of one flavor or another. We do skew pretty heavily towards digital assets, but that's not all we talk about. Um, but in addition to the networking, we do want you to learn a little bit, which is why we have folks like Mr. Gallery, Balan, and Tony on. Uh, we do also do in-person versions of this. Uh, I, I somehow grabbed the wrong slide. Can you do the date for the next event? Yeah, that is uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, with our favorites of friends, Mr. David Culver. Yes, indeed. And if you're interested, let me know. Yes. Um, so you can check it out. Come check some meet people in the flesh that you only meet in uh, virtual here at this event. Diffuse Funds itself, we are a fund platform. We launch alternative funds. The big push right now is our Diffuse Digital 30 product, which is an index fund of the top 30 cryptocurrencies. Uh, market cap weighted and it is now publicly listed. So hit us up if you want to learn a little bit more about that. But enough about us, please, Mr. Gowrie Balan, maybe we'll start with you. You want to unmute yourself, tell the good folks briefly about your background and what you're up to over at Grip. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, in terms of background, I started off in uh, trading bonds and then moving into uh, equities, uh, managing uh, portfolios for pension funds and insurance companies here uh, in the GCC region. And then in uh, late 2017, early 2018, uh, me and my colleague Nick, uh, along with uh, Tony as well, uh, we set up uh, Grip Investments. Today in Grip Investments, um, we work across investment banking services, wealth management and uh, private funds. So out of DIFC or rather the Dubai International Financial Center, we are a fully regulated firm. We are regulated by the Dubai Financial Services Authority and we work uh, within uh, so the investment banking and wealth management operations are uh, conducted from the Dubai International Financial Center or DIFC as it's uh, more popularly known as and in Luxembourg we are an alternative investment fund manager we in addition to being able to launch and manage funds out of Luxembourg we also have a fund management uh, funds out of BVI and the Cayman Islands for which the Lux uh, fund manager operates as the investment manager on all these structures as well. We 
were the first and we as of today are the only firm out of uh, the DIFC to have conducted a digital securities offering. Uh, we did this for a Japanese real estate firm which issued uh, preferred equity on the uh, on the digital uh, front. And given Tony and Nick are much more tech savvy than I am, we've been fortunate enough to have expertise or understanding of this space and we've been tracking it since you know 2016 how things have moved and we are on course from the DIFC and uh, to be able to conduct licensed regulated activities within the digital asset space in the future uh, we are waiting for the right time to launch those operations because uh, we want to make sure that the regulator has got familiar with uh, it's I mean not to undermine their credibility by any chance but we want to make sure that the laws are, and the regulations have matured enough for us to uh, be able to conduct these operations and um, yeah that's that's great uh, awesome and we'll go into that a little bit more detail as well yeah. but Tony I want to give you the floor a little bit if you want to mute yourself tell the folks about your background but you are Certainly not a new face around here. And then kind of how you're engaged with Grip. Oh, you're muted, my good man. I'm muted. Thank you. Um, Bingo. I'm going to let Gary do all the talking because he's in the region. I'm in Chicago. But uh, 100% with him on everything he said so far. I would just point out my, my background's IT, then IT and trading, then electronic trading with UBS. And in more recent years, um, many aspects of digital assets, including regulation and building new exchanges, etc. I would point out that I think Dubai is very interesting because the DIFC alone, the headquarters building, the headquarters building that we're in, I think has 4,200 firms, banks, asset managers, fintech, top global banks, asset managers, and there's a number of uh, different entities regulating um, the crypto space in Dubai, and they're signing up and actually issuing licenses. Not too many active firms. I know Binance is there, and there's a handful of others. I think Binance has like 13 clients. They're all, you know, approved investors. So it, it is a, a, an area of growing interest. And uh, I, I want Gary to speak to that for people who are interested. All right. Uh, well, we can pick that up. Thank you very much. Um, Gary, let's, let's, let's pick that up. So Dubai is seen as a little bit of a crypto haven. Uh, people go there. It's kind of, I don't know, at least in America feels a little bit like the Wild West. There's just, if you want to get things done quickly, you just go to Dubai and you snap your fingers and shit happens. Uh, is that right? Or is it a little bit more involved in that? I mean, in terms of perceptions, yes, Dubai and broadly the UAE in general is viewed as a, a jurisdiction which is friendly towards digital assets. I, I believe you can extend it to a, a jurisdiction which is welcoming and accepting of new developments within technology. So that's the spirit in which the UAE approaches things. So digital asset space is no different and they've embraced it wholeheartedly in terms of being a jurisdiction able to facilitate market participants who are coming forth. So how have they gone about it? 
Um, yeah, we have the financial center here where we are based, which is the DIFC or the Dubai International Financial Center here. The regulator, which is Dubai uh, Financial Services Authority, has uh, already issued regulations. So if you want to be within the digital asset space, you have two options. One is you can go the crypto route. Um, so that's um, 15 different uh, tokens and currencies are currently approved and you can be from a from being an advisor to a full-fledged ex exchange or a custodial services provider the legislation is there uh, to operate from the difc if you want to operate in dubai excluding the dubai international financial center then you would be coming under the uh, remit in terms of the regulator which is the virtual assets regulatory authority or vara as it's known as where um, entities such as binance or kraken have uh, come about to obtain their uh, licenses then um within the broader uae region because uae is a, a federal uh, state uh, constituting seven emirates um, so in abu dhabi you have the abu dhabi global market where the financial services regulatory authority is the regulator and their uh, fsra was uh, some beginning from 2019 uh, they have been one of the forefront leaders in terms of being able to issue out regulatory uh, frameworks and issuing licenses. So you can have exchanges, advisors, custodial uh, entities licensed out of FSRA to operate from the ADGM. Uh, Russell Kamer, uh, which is another emirate, has recently established what they call the RAC. DAO uh, or the crypto oasis, which is again like a zone, like a free zone where any entity who wishes to operate within the digital asset space can get themselves licensed and regulated out of that. Then we have Dubai Multi Commodities Authority, which uh, for the past five, seven years has been uh, ranked the world's number one free zone. Uh, DMCC, in addition to it being, it, it comes under the Virtual Assets Regulatory Authority. But in addition to the licenses you can receive from uh, VARA, yeah, DMCC also allows proprietary trading firms, uh, some of the infrastructural, technology infrastructural operators to operate certain services which may not come under the remit of existing regulators. Uh, DMCC can facilitate that. In addition to that, DMCC also has a venture capital ecosystem where um, I think um, you know, they are originally a Swiss entity, CVVC. Uh, so in partnership with DMCC, CVVC also has... So like I'm going to jump in a little bit because there's a lot of yeah. acronyms and I don't think the audience is probably going to be able to track all that. So maybe yeah. how about from a super practical point of view, if I'm a, let's say, U.S., US-based individual, right? And I want to spin up, say, um, an on-chain company of some flavor or a crypto company. What are the clear pros to doing it in Dubai? And what are the clear cons? Not necessarily what the agencies are, but what has it got going for it? And what are the things I should watch out for? Right. Um, so pardon my ignorance there. When you say on-chain company, do you mean that you will not have a legal registration? 
we could definitely do it that way. So like if, if I'm, if I'm maybe, uh, I know DAOs are a little bit out of favor right now, but if I want to have like a, a decentralized company, or are you saying this is, you mentioned proprietary trading firms, is this more appealing for prop trading firms generally? Or like what, what's the ideal company profile to go into to buy? And then what are the pros and cons for them to consider? Right. Okay. So um, in terms of legislation which is already available and where you can apply for licenses beginning with DAOs or uh, DAOs are possible uh, and in addition to DAOs then you have the more centralized things like um, advisory function asset managers fund managers custodial services providers um, wallet services providers and payment services providers so all these activities are possible to be conducted from various jurisdictions or a combination of mm. few uh, in case you want to have like group level operation so you can pick and choose which jurisdictions are a bit more advanced in terms of their legislative processes is there any particular company that can be cited as the main uh, focus I, I, um, I mean payment services and people who are building infrastructure to enable faster processing of payments uh, be it on the remittance corridor because being here in the UAE we are home to 200 nationalities and here in the GCC region we're probably one of the largest remittance uh, corridors exist in this region so there there is a number of firms going down that space that's a market pull based uh, move that's happening there is this uh, the cons uh, this is not a jurisdiction where you need you sh where you should come expecting uh, buckets of capital uh, available for startups to start hmm. off no that's not the thing here if you're an established entity coming in here you would have better traction in terms of um, attracting capital but if you're a startup and um, you're unknown uh, as a brand then you will struggle to raise capital here so but you have the requisite infrastructure so if you can bring in the technology and the capital the Dubai and the UAE region is an excellent platform so remittances um is a big play there a lot of companies and that kind of makes sense just from a geographic perspective right just where dubai is between europe and asia like it just is a good spot for remittance type companies and it sounds like the regulatory environment is also conducive to that type of play and it's something that people understand DAOs, similarly um it sounds like there's a bit of a sandbox for them at the moment but not so much with the capital, which, by the way, a little bit surprising considering uh, how bloody wealthy uh, Dubai and UAE really is. But you're saying that the venture model isn't really taken off in a big way there. It's more the established brands looking to expand, get the most success. Is that kind of a reasonable summary of what you said? Um, so there is a venture capital ecosystem. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's not extended enough to accommodate digital assets or virtual assets as it's more commonly right. known as here. And I believe it could be owing to perceived risk of being associated with within that space because the venture capital 
capital funds that are here. So we don't have an e venture capital ecosystem that is comparable to, say, the West Coast of the US. I mean, we're way, way behind that kind of ecosystem. But even the nascent infrastructure we have for venture capital funds are predominantly um, would be having either sovereign wealth capital or family office capital, uh, which which they are then as a VC firm being able to extend out. Now, they don't necessarily come with those mandates. Having said that, one of the sovereign wealth funds, probably one of the largest in the world, which is Mubadala, which comes under the Abu Dhabi, the Emirate of Abu Dhabi controls this fund and at the federal level, they control it as well. Mubadala has made significant investments utilizing uh, venture capital vehicles and their own funds within the digital asset space. But if you see the kind of investments they've made, it has been within firms uh, who can trace transactions and provide master infrastructure for exchanges to operate in, in terms of technology or the exchanges themselves. And more recently, uh, in the Abu Dhabi Stock Exchange, Fiend Phoenix um, IPO'd and has had a, a big pop in its price, more than 50%. And uh, they're a mining firm, uh, blockchain mining and oh. technology pr solutions provide. I mean, some kind of interest. Even those examples, even the VCs that are going into it, it's like you can still see the unit economics of mining, right? You can understand that you can do discounted cash flow. We're not talking the 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 valley crazy idea, no revenue, get a bunch of users type model. It's still a little bit more closer to the private equity uh, side of the house of venture capital versus the, you know, bash it crazy ideas and hope they work type of strategy. Totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And if you see them, you will not be able to pitch an idea to someone where you'd pitch them on that number of revenues or X time sales is my valuation. That kind of ideas don't easily sell. If right. you have revenue and times bottom line, people understand. Or if you have an asset, X times your net value, uh, people understand. But anything a bit more exotic than that, it's a bit harder to digest for the majority of investors here. So I'll pick up some questions from the chat that actually were DM'd. So sorry, they're not public. Uh, the I see lots of news articles about companies moving to Dubai, hedge funds in particular, uh, lots of them plowing in there. In our prep call, you made it sound like there might be a little bit more fluff uh, to those press releases than than actual reality. Uh, do you want to expand on that a little bit? And then also with the hedge funds, are we talking traditional finance hedge funds, crypto finance hedge funds? Like, what does that environment look like? Sure. So the first part of your question on uh, is there uh, is there some embellishment uh, <laughs> in terms of uh, how the UAE or any of the Emirates such as Dubai portrays itself in terms of the available infrastructure for companies coming in. See, if you look at countries, uh, I mean, the UAE in general and broadly this region, it, uh, the population is growing very fast, right? It, it's it, three, four times the traditional average of any other uh, comparable region. And why is that? It's because um, a lot of people moving into this region to make it their home and uh, build out of here. Now, um, and one of the, and, and the countries, the most, I mean, UAE in particular, the entire GDP is built on 
where the state goes and establishes the infrastructure that is uh, roads, lights, hospitals, schools, and then the private capital comes around to comes to build around it, which means you need people to come and then live here. So the the uh, Dubai in particular and the UAE in general has got very good at making sure that they make the right noises or the sound bites to make sure that anything anywhere that's happening that would be beneficial either now or into the future is drawn into the region. So um, for an untrained eye, maybe miles away, looking at some of the headlines that come out of the region, they may. They, they may think that okay I, I can come tomorrow and i can launch a crypto exchange and it'll be so fast and i would have the banking fiat rails this is not that it's not true but it's not as easy as it is it's not the wild west because if you come here you have to do kyc uh and if, when it comes to kyc uh you will have to you know it's an extensive process that is if you want to be by the book and play by the rules, you would be following standards which are common in any other top-end jurisdiction or any jurisdiction that is considered top-end. Uh, so in that sense, one needs to be conscious of that because there are no shortcuts in that sense. Or if you do, you won't last long. That's uh, that makes a lot of uh, sense. And I appreciate that. And it makes it makes sense too, right? Like, you don't, Dubai doesn't want to take that risk of being a money ha- money laundering haven. So it's important yeah. to email KYC and still do things by the book. But also, uh, they're good at marketing. And I'd say that's true in Dubai from my perspective across the board, right? To, to build yeah. that many things and, and kind of create this, not facade, but this incredible uh, you know city in the middle of the desert is, is pretty impressive in and of itself. So it seems, at least from my naive perspective, reasonably consistent. Unfortunately, we are out of time for the Q&A section. Uh, Mr. Gallery-Balan, we're going to come when we come back from our tap room, we're going to ask you the same question we always do, which is to tell us the future. What's coming down the pipe? What are you excited by? Doesn't even necessarily have to have anything to do with Dubai. But a couple of etiquette things for y'all in the tap rooms. One, networking, not pitching. Please be respectful of each other's time. Uh, be kind to one another. We don't do a full participant list or contact information. So if you'll meet somebody you want to connect with, ask details then or join the Telegram group. Generally in the tap rooms, introduce yourself for a bit if you all don't know each other and then discuss the topic for however long we have left. Um, Ayla, what is that topic? The topic is uh, Singapore. Used to have the same kind of mission and was all crypto, all forward, all first, and then kind of retreated quite a bit. And, and I'm wondering if... Uh, UAE Dubai is going to do a similar thing. The discussion topic is which country do you think is going to come out on top, Singapore or Dubai? Got, we got countries YOLOing into uh, crypto now. I love it. We'll see, <laughs> see where yeah. it lands. Not CEO of Binance is the Singaporean from the MAS. You know? Oh, yeah. I see y'all in what, tennis, something like that. Uh, and then we'll do a uh, question. Absolutely. We should see those links pop up in a second. Did you hit go, Ms. Krem? And let me do it again because I can see that nobody's moving. Okay, I'm clicking, creating, opening. There you go. There we go. See you guys in a bit, guys and gals. Welcome back one and or all. I'll get the proper slide up here. There we go. See, we we figured out the technology issues. Uh, Gowrie, uh, please, sir, uh, tell us 
the future. What's coming down the pipe? And fair warning, you're probably. I feel, I mean, from a UAE perspective, and uh, he kind of is on theme as well these days, is I think something to do, uh, everything to do with uh, sustainable finance and reducing pollution and using technology towards that. So it could be from uh, entities producing renewable energy to innovative ways of uh, recycling. In this part of the world, I believe um, that's a tra trajectory we would be going down quite deeper into in the coming, say, six to 18 months. So I think that's an immediate future for us here. That is to look at how finance go into making the world a better place in terms of less polluted and uh, also energy being from renewable sources. Okay, you're all about the, the green finance movement and ESG. Makes sense. And, and I recognize there's a lot of uh, initiatives kind of pushing that at the moment. Isla, do we fill enough room? Enough air? Are you uh, good with more breakout rooms? Yeah, we're ready with breakout rooms, and uh, and maybe we'll pick up kind of some uh, some global uh, SEC gossip. What do you all think about the most recent lawsuits headed towards Mister Gensler? I think some of them are even personal. Uh, in terms of uh, crypto leadership, uh, are the leaders actually responsible for the decision that they make, or should courts be able to overturn them? I'll copy into rooms now and we'll see you back here in 10 minutes. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, well, our room, we didn't even get to introductions. So hopefully you had the same experience and you have a strong feeling of wanting more. Um, and if you were in a room and didn't get to introduce yourself, tough. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do a quick wrap up. Uh, first to you, Gary, if you want to unmute yourself and plug whatever you want to plug, how can people find you or where do you want to send them if they want to learn more about what you're up to and how they can work with you? Thank you. I, I, I can uh, put my, I, I've already, I, I'll put my email ID here. So if you drop me a line, uh, I will connect with you on whichever platform and happy to take the conversation further. So I'm just uh, dropping my email ID here. Uh, and if you can say it out loud for those who are listening to a podcast, that might be go go well also too. Yep, G O W R I B A L A N at G R I P I N V E S T M E N T S dot com. Gauri Balan at gripinvestments.com. dot com. And right. uh, uh, we have Tony's email, uh, Tony dot at gripinvestments dot com. Uh, both our emails are on chat. I'm also including Nick's email address here as well. Awesome. Great. And thank you so much for uh, Gowry for your wisdom and Tony for, for being here and helping organize a couple of up next things on our end, if I can find the right slide. There it is. This is a weekly event. I said at the beginning. So in six hours, six days, 23 hours, we're going to be talking about Latin American investing. This is more of a venture style, um, kind of the geographic arbitrage of going where the multiples are low and helping them get into the US. So come learn something from Mr. Jamal. Uh, Diffuse Tap in person tomorrow, as Isla said at the beginning. Uh, wear holiday attire if you are so inclined. And uh, Mr. David Culver is helping us on the hosting front. If you want to stay connected with the community, do join our Telegram group. The link is in the chat. Also, if you just go to our website, you can find it pretty easily. That website being diffusefunds.com. Isla, any talking thingies I was supposed to do? The only last thing is I'm looking for a host for Diffuse Tap in real life in January. So if you live somewhere, anywhere, 
and there are people that are interested in alternative investing, we will help you host little putty. Where's tomorrow's one? It is in Chicago. I can get you the address. As are you, Tony. You don't have an excuse. Everybody else, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you again, Tony and uh, Gallery, for sharing some of your wisdom. Thank you. And uh, all, yeah, and all of you for coming. Uh, networking doesn't work without a network. So thanks for part of being, being a part of the community. And we'll see you in just shy of seven days. Have a thank good you. one. Cheers. Bye. 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 That's all, folks. Hope you learned something new. If you join us on Zoom every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central, you can also network with other fascinating alternative investors from all over the world in small groups of four or five. Learn more on our website at www.diffusefunds.com. Until next time.